Chop Tops. And the latest releases. Let's go to the movies with Shane A. Bassett. Big one this week, uh, Thursday morning, movie analyst Shane Bassett joining the show and a movie that has been hyped all year. And I'm not talking about No Time to Die, James Bond. I'm talking about the other one that's been hyped all year, <laughs> uh, the brand new Spider-Man movie. As we know, Shane Bassett, huge fan of comic book movies. <laughs> uh, well, as you know, I love uh, movies in general and the excitement and the action, yeah. but I'm not a big Marvel superhero fan. They're, they're good to watch, but I don't... I'm definitely no aficionado, but that said, Alo, this one is pretty good. It's two and a half hours, did not seem like it. They've amped up the special effects. It looks amazing. It's very funny. Uh, lots of action and some nostalgia. So if you like Spider-Man movies from previous eras, mm. now I don't want to give any spoilers away that aren't already in the trailers, you are going to absolutely love this. There's some things and people that come back in this that you might not expect. I've been seeing trailers about this for ages. I feel like every day they release a new mini trailer. I hope they haven't yeah. given away too much of the movie. I stopped watching the trailers after the second trailer because that seemed to me like they were giving too much away. That said, though, uh, it's very it focuses on comedy and the fun part of the relationship between Zendaya and Tom Holland, Peter Parker and MJ. Uh, but, yeah, it's very hard not to talk too much about it. But on the big screen, it looks magnificent, and I'm sure it's going to be a huge hit. I wouldn't take little kids, though, because it seems to me they might get a little bored with the two-and-a-half-hour running time mm. or scared. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, it does look like it's really... I'm looking forward to it. I, in fact, I'm going to try and go out and watch it tonight. <laughs> well, stick around, as you would, because uh, as most Marvel movies have, there's some extra scenes yeah. during the end credits. Oh, I'm looking forward to that because I think I mentioned it last week to you on the show. The end credits to Venom 2 yeah. seem to tie into this, and I'm looking forward to see what the end credits of this Spider-Man movie do and see if it ties into <laughs> well, that. Seeing you, yeah, exactly. Seeing you brought it up, I did it. Uh, there might or might not be a link to Venom in this movie. Okay. Are you saying I gave away too much, Shane Bassett? I'm not the analyst. I don't know if I'm doing this right or not. My lips are sealed. Check, check it out and enjoy. How many buckets of popcorn are you giving Spider-Man 3? Or it's technically, what is it, Spider-Man No Way Home? No Way Home, yeah. It is a solid three and a half slash four out of five. Wow, Shane Bassett. You know when you get above the threes, it's, it's impressed him. Well, it was impressive and it's a lot of fun and, you know... I'm not, I might not be the big Marvel aficionado, but I still enjoy them. And it's better than The Eternals, which came out about a month or so ago. Yeah, it's funny. I forgot it even came out and I still haven't watched it. That's... <laughs> well, Angelina Jolie, how could you forget her? I guess I managed to somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Shane Bassett, another movie that is out. That's, uh, well, it's coming out very, very soon, but it seems to have uh, been under the radar. You know that movie Sing? Well, Sing 2. Yeah, exactly. It, the first one was a little bit under the radar too, but beca it became popular mm. mostly because of the soundtrack, I think. That was five years ago. So now we've got Sing 2, and it's more animated, musical fun. Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon return um, as voices, Scarlett Johansson. But you've got people like Bono in it, and uh, I guess you could say a whole selection of new singers such as Holsey, She's also in it. Mm. Uh, I liked it, but 
again, the first one was a little bit, I don't know if I liked it or not, and I feel the same about this. It's entertaining while you're watching it. I think kids will enjoy it, but it just didn't grab me like some other animated films do. How many buckets of popcorn are you getting, giving Sing to for the kiddies? It's fun. It'll put a smile on your face, and it's family-friendly, so I'll give it a two and a half. Movie analyst Shane Bassett, thank you so much for your time this morning. We'll catch up with you again one more time next week before we break off for the Christmas holidays. But I do want to say this. I will be watching Spider-Man tonight and expect some text messages from me. <laughs> I look forward to your text messages. I'm trying to keep quiet on what happens. So enjoy, Alice. This is Triple M. Monday morning, catching up with the man himself, local MP, Dougald Saunders. I heard you had a bit of a solo last night at the Carols. <laughs> Look, I wouldn't go that far. It certainly wasn't a solo. I was asked. Can you believe that? I was asked, do you want to do a solo? I believe it. Absolutely and I'll not. be disappointed that you didn't. <laughs> Galileo, Galileo. <laughs> you do a bit yeah, of Queen. No, that was not going to happen, but it was fantastic. Look, Victoria Park, uh, I reckon there was probably a thousand or so people there. It was a really good atmosphere. Thankfully, not as hot as it can be sometimes yes. at this time of year. Um, great lot of kids that had a really good time and Dubbo Theatre Company was the, the main provider of the caroling and I can tell you there were a couple of special guests including Geary's own Nathan Bryan who's back in town he's at the Conservatorium in Sydney these days an amazing voice um, he stunned the crowd and it was just good fun great songs and I think the the family atmosphere was a really nice one uh, leading up to Chrissy. Speaking of Geary, um, Geary Lions Christmas Carols is coming up this Friday night, and I've kind of made an unofficial pledge to all of Dubbo. We should all haul down there. I oh, see so you're going. Overrun Geary at Tom Colkin <laughs> Oval this Friday night. I reckon everyone should come. Just show them, their, show them our support. Happy days. No, I'll uh, I'll support that one for sure. It's a great community, Geary, yeah. um, and and I think uh, you know it's a, it's a good example of where people get in and do things. The, the Geary Racecourse and Showgrounds a great example of exactly that, and uh, the Oval there has had a great lot of work done it over recent years as well. So it'll be a good one for sure. They won't know what hit them when another twenty thousand come down to Geary this <laughs> this Friday night. Oh dear. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about this new data centre. Yeah, look, Leading Edge, which is a company that's uh, already established uh, a data centre at Newcastle and more recently at Tamworth, has just opened the doors on Friday. I popped along to the official opening. What this means is um, heaps better data capability, far less latency, as in that time when you click and it actually opens up. Uh, and this is the start of where we, we really start to see more capability for larger amounts of data, better connectivity, and attracting and maintaining those businesses that we, we keep talking about, advanced manufacturing, that type of thing. This will allow uh, on-site storage of all of the, the computer hardware they need, but also providing that data-sensitive uh, and, and real-time quick speeds to maintain uh, business connectivity. So it's a really exciting one. Uh, and I'm sure this will help attract more businesses to the region. I also want to ask you about fish because uh, I've got Maddie Hansen on Facebook and uh, Maddie likes to post stuff about fish. There seems to be so much stuff changing with our local fisheries. What is going on at the moment with this fish screening? Look, you mentioned Matt Hansen. He was doing backflips the other day. I had the Minister for Ag and Fisheries <laughs> at a Marshall in town. We announced $13.5 million for fish screens between Dubbo and the Macquarie Marshes. Now, a fish screen essentially just stops fish being sucked up these large intake pipes that go through irrigation pumps 
and then provide you know, the much-needed irrigation yeah. water to many crops in the region. The, the problem with some of the larger pipes is they do take fish and prawns and crustaceans with them. The screens prevent all that happening. We had a really good example at the zoo the other day just showing how they work and they don't suck things through them. This is going to save millions and millions of fish each and every year. And look, we keep adding in more and more fish each year, fingerlings being released, which is a great program. This will help make sure that millions upon millions won't actually get sucked out in the first place uh, and better fish health means better river health. It's a fantastic news story right up and down the river. So basically a Christmas present to fish all around. Exactly right. And Don't fish die. people who love fish. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. I love fishing. I, I like, I've got plans to take my kids fishing uh, all summer when, I, when I'm not at work. So I uh, love news like this. Local MP Dougald Saunders, thank you so much for your time this morning. Now, next week is Christmas week. Do you want a week off or do you want me to give you a call? That's the big question. Look, I think next week's going to be a pretty busy week for a lot of people. I'll be around, you'll be around. Let's have a chat again next week for sure. All right, Dougald Saunders, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks, mate. Talk soon. Catching up with Stephen Lawrence. As you're aware, Stephen Lawrence been the mayor of our fine city for the most part of this year. Steve, are you still the mayor now? What's, what's I don't know. What are the rules? Mate, I'm not the mayor anymore. I stopped being the mayor um, at midnight the evening before the election. Okay. And the way that it works now is the general manager or CEO of council exercises the power of council until the new council is sworn in. Right. And that'll probably happen, I think, on the 23rd of December, assuming that all the results are clear by then. And then the new mayor will be elected on the same day that the councillors are sworn in. So there should be a new mayor on the 23rd of December. Does it normally take that long to count the votes? Uh, it, it Normally it does in terms of having them formally announced. but. Okay. Normally Normally the results are known, but the results are not known in a couple of wards, particularly the Wellington um, and the North wards, where uh, the second spot is still up for grabs. So, yeah, that won't be clear, I think, until the 20th of December when they push the button and the final results are announced. What are the results looking at at the moment? Is there any sort of clear indication, in particular through Central and and places like that, uh, what it's going to be? Yeah, so Matt Dickerson and Vicky Etheridge are certain to be... Uh, elected in Central. Uh, Josh Black and Shibley Chowdhury are certain to be elected in South Ward. Mm. In North Ward, Matt Wright is certain to be elected first, and then the second spot is probably Pam Wells, uh, but Mick Catalotti still has a chance. In East Ward, Lewis Burns, in my view, is certain to be elected first. Um, and almost certainly Damien Mahan is going to be elected into the second spot. But at the moment, uh, prior to preferences being counted, just behind Jeremy Ellis, but there's a lot of preferences to come. So I think it's almost certain that Damien will be elected number two. Um, And in the Wellington Ward, uh, Richard Ivory um, is certain to be elected first. Anne Jones is coming second at the moment, but Lizzie George is just behind her, so preferences could determine it there. So all pretty clear, um, except for two spots. So what's this mean? Are they, these are all people that will sit on council? Yeah, so these will be the councillors, uh, the 10 councillors um, elected out of the five wards, and the 10 councillors will um, elect the new mayor um, and deputy mayor on the 23rd of December, okay. assuming that the positions have been declared by then. So just because, uh, let's say, previous uh, mayor Matthew Dickerson is in central, that doesn't mean because he's in central he'll automatically be the mayor. They've got to vote between all of them. 
Yeah, that's right. All the councillors are equal um, and they will uh, choose the new mayor. And look, it's looking like, I should say, just looking like a very strong council. Really good chance um, of two Aboriginal people. We're going to have Shibley Chowdhury, um, a migrant. Mm. I think you can say it's going to be the most representative council very um, diverse. in the region, which is really, really good. Yeah, well, there we go. And how's it been for you? I mean, this is the end of the year. This is uh, this is uh, kind of the wrap-up for the year. How's it been for you uh, sitting in the seat for the last uh, eight months or however long it's been? Oh, look, I've, I've been doing it in pretty odd circumstances yeah. and I'm sure that many um, of your listeners know what I say um, or what I mean when I say that but look it's been a privilege it was a privilege uh, every single day to do it I tried to do the right thing and look I felt an incredible sense of relief uh, when I woke up on the 4th of December and I no longer had those responsibilities so yeah it's been a privilege but it's also been a burden and yeah I'm just looking forward to focusing on my legal practice um, and my family and not having to have those other responsibilities but yeah absolute privilege and honour. Mayor Stephen Lawrence, thank you for your time or you were the mayor or you, you are the It's probably like the president. Like, you're still referred to as Mr President. You're still referred to as the mayor even when you're not the mayor and you're an ex-mayor, right? Mate, there is nothing more ex than an ex-mayor. So, <laughs> no, I wouldn't endorse that. <laughs> well, you're an ex-mayor now, which means you can go for the next election, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, Stephen Lawrence, thank you so much for your time and thank you for all you've done for our city over the last, uh, well, the last year in particular filling in the shoes of the mayor and, and your whole time on council. Mate, it's been a pleasure and thanks for all the opportunities to come on the show. This is Triple M Breakfast with Alo Baker right now joined by Mr Trevor Long, our resident tech guru from EFTM.com on the phone. Trevor, finally, uh, something Apple have just released that I use. I use this particular thing on Google all the time and finally Apple have come up with uh, their own version. It's like it's literally about time. Mm. Google launched Street View. Now this is the thing where if you're on Google Maps, you kind of zoom into an area, it gives you the option to literally kind of virtually stand on the street yeah. and look around. And the idea being that, you know, if you're going somewhere like, I don't know Dubbo that well, but if I come and I'm trying to work out whether the pub's next to the supermarket, next to the whatever, and you want to know, you know, have a bit of a look around at the parking, you can kind of do that from anywhere in the world, right? Now, that was 12 years ago that Google launched that. Yeah. Just imagine, that's a long time in technology. Apple announced this two years ago. Um, they had it in San Francisco but they've spent the last two years driving cars around every street in every town in Australia, and it's finally launched. So if you've got Apple Maps on your iPhone, your iPad, your Mac, you can now search for an address, and it'll give you the option to look around. It's actually, I think, slightly higher quality than Google. Um, It allows you to kind of uh, whiz down a street. You can kind of double-click, and it takes you on like a virtual drive down the street, but they've also used computer technology to blur every face, uh, every number plate, so that privacy's at the core of it. And, uh, yeah, it's um, it's a really good good quality product. I love this. I use Google Maps probably and Google Street View probably every day, especially yeah. if I'm researching a holiday. If I'm looking at, like, say if I want to go to Vegas, and I'm like, oh, how far away is the M&M world to, you know, the Coke world? Oh, look, they're next door they're to right each other. Door. Like, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to Vegas and you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You don't even have to travel the world. You can just see it. But, uh, yeah, brilliant. I love that this is finally happening. Now, uh, what is the most Googled thing in Australia in 2021? I hear we're getting all these results. This is fascinating. So it's critical to know here, this is the way Google, um, I guess, published these results is not to say this was the thing that had the most searches. What they look at is changes year on year, which is why the top searches are fascinating. NBA, AFL, Australia v India, NRL. Euro 2021, Wimbledon. What people do, think about live sport. You, you just Google it. You go NRL, and it shows you the NRL sports results. But last year, there was no sport. There was very little sport going on. NRL, there was a bit. AFL, there was a tiny bit, but there was no NBA. 
And so what people were doing this year was Googling like they normally do for results. And because there were there was these events on, it's way more than it was last year. So the trend is quite high. Um, the Cleo Smith story in Western Australia was one of the top yes. news events. Um, fortunately, you know, a good outcome there. Obviously, we lost some people this year, like Bert Newton. He was in the top 10 news events. But there's some fascinating things as well. How to make a face mask mask was the number one how-to. <laughs> and in the spirit of lockdowns and being stuck at home with your kids, how to make Play-Doh, paper plane, chatterbox, ah, yes. slime glue, yeah. uh, slime without glue, all very high up in the how-to options guilty. on Google this year. Yeah, I was definitely guilty with that. <laughs> hey, uh, I've got uh, an Amazon Alexa at home. Can I add on some uh, more components to that? You can. So Amazon Alexa, you know, if people don't know, you know, this is a speaker you talk to to ask mm. them to play the radio, uh, add things to your shopping list, whatever it might be. Well, they've now got headphones called the Amazon Echo Buds. Now, oh. this is the second generation. They're 150 bucks, And actually, for 150 bucks. Very good quality headphones, great sound. Um, and they've got Alexa built in, so you can just walk along. So you're walking down the street, and you go, oh, I've got to buy this at the shops. Add it to your shopping list by telling Alexa. You don't have to open up your phone. You can just speak it and add it to your shopping list. So basically, it's an Alexa speaker in your ears. We're seeing more and more of this tech. Uh, was it Ray-Bans that re-released like almost like the Google Glass from a couple That's of years right. ago? Yeah. So we've got, uh, you know, you've got the Facebook glasses from Ray-Ban. You've yeah. got the Alexa earphones. It's getting pretty smart on your head. Yeah, Just not sure yeah. what's between your ears, mate. For all the details and all that tech, there's one place where we can find it, isn't there, Trav? There is, EFTM.com.